I V M. Hello and welcome to IVM Likes everyone. It's episode 48. I am Naveen Narona and with me in the studio I have three other people. I have Alika, I have Josh and I have Abbas. Hey. Hello guys. Hey. Yes, you were supposed to synchronize your haste but you guys are so bad at this. <laughs> but let's start with the with the episode now and uh, today we are recommending a bunch of stuff and also we're talking about fight choreography in films mm-hmm. and uh, what uh, really entices us about watching people fight. <laughs> Really? Are we talking that also? Yeah, I mean, like any time a fight breaks out on the street, everybody's just like gathering around. Excited. It. Yeah. It's something that like nobody wants to break up the fight. They just want to watch what the outcome is. Yeah. Like who knocks out who. The cheapest form of entertainment. Yeah. It's like let one person go mad on another. <laughs> But like in India, people don't really like really get on each other's nerves, do they? Let Let's not discuss that. Are thing. you serious, <laughs> man? In terms of fight fighting, people are so aggro here. Maybe a diet thing. <laughs> All right so now to start off with the recommendation round we have uh, Alika going up first Oh am I okay great keep uh, it short That's <laughs> not going to happen because what I'm recommending today is the original soundtrack to a musical called Hamilton <laughs> which is amazing okay it's called Hamilton an American musical it's a brainchild of Lin Manuel Miranda uh, you may have heard his music in a movie called Moana <laughs> and he's also done a couple of other musicals before uh, in the heights was one of them and uh, hamilton is basically a musical about uh, alexander hamilton who was one of the founding fathers of america and uh, lin manuel came across a biography by ron chernow uh, on his vacation and decided hey this sounds like something that he could make into a musical so he wrote a rap about alexander hamilton and ended up performing it in the white house mm. and after that he started writing more and more raps about the man and you know his life story and it ended up becoming a a full full blown musical which premiered off broadway in january 2015 then became then just sold out immediately went to broadway on july 2015 and now is constantly sold out yeah man it is constantly sold out the tickets are like a thousand dollars it's one of those yeah. things like you know where uh, like most of sitcoms say that you know it's a it's a very uh, privileged thing to do like to have hamilton tickets and yeah. go for them but wow. it's really really good like does it's won n number of tony awards it's won a grammy it's won a pulitzer prize for mm. drama mm. and yeah so i'm not recommending you go and see the musical because that would cost you a lot but you can listen to the original soundtrack on places like spotify or our own saban or you can our saban but sure yeah sure whatever but cheaper than yeah. going to new york and actually watching it on broadway pretty much comparatively yeah and you can also probably find it on youtube if you're so inclined mm. and yeah i mean like the music is great it's hip hop it's rap and there are also like uh, other different styles of music running through it actually they've made it so that you know each um, important character in the musical has their own sort of rhythm and cadence to their uh, lyrics so like george washington has this very stiff formal prose mm. and when you first encounter thomas jefferson in the musical he starts off with jazz because he's so out of america because he was in france for a whole lot of time before he mm. came back so to show that he was out of touch with america they start him off with the jazz numbers it's really really cool the lyrics are amazing they will make you sing along immediately 
That's uh, pretty much my recommendation. It was, it was short. It was not like. <laughs> oh, do you spreading. want it longer? I can. No, no, I see your short note right there. But please. I can sing this thing. No, don't, don't sing. Yeah, that's probably. Supposed to sing in the opening when we were like synchronizing, but you totally bailed on that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the recommendation. Uh, the OST for Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. All right. So now, Josh. Okay, so my recommendation for today is an article in The Caravan, actually. Okay. It came out last month in um, the, so the November edition of The Caravan. The full article you can access online. Before, like last month, you could I couldn't access the whole article, so that's why I bought the, the magazine. magazine. Oh, shit. Yeah. You're probably the only person who's still buying magazines physically. No, I just bought that one, the one copy. Okay. Because of this article. So this article is called The Second Coming, How Malayalam Cinema's Only Female Superstar Got Back to Work. So it's an in-depth piece on an actress in Malayalam cinema called Manju Warrior. And uh, interestingly enough, this year, uh, Malayalam cinema, interestingly enough, very serious issue, okay, happened this year where a woman in February was kidnapped and gang raped. And uh, in August, they arrested this huge Malayalam film star called Dilip. And Dilip was Manju Warrior's ex-husband. And they had divorced ages ago. And she was involved because there was some sort of um, issue with the divorce settlement and Basically, it was Malayalam cinema's only uh, sort of Harvey Weinstein moment in a sense because in May they started this thing called the Women in Women in Cinema Collective, which is supposed to, you know, improve work conditions for women in Malayalam cinema. Mm-hmm. So the article is basically about Manju Warrior. It's about her career, what she means to like women in Kerala because the roles she used to play in the nineties and early 2000s were very sort of strong women like I, there are a lot of her films on Hotstar so I would highly recommend you read this article and check out the films as well but um, on the glitchy UI yeah on the glitchy UI but it, it was interesting because after she got married to Dilip she did the same standard thing where as soon as these actresses get married they stop acting you know it's like they, uh, they're not in films anymore it's like they're confined to home life and then she you know got divorced from him she got back into acting so it's just about her career mm. that parallel with this issue of the this this gang rape that has happened this year in Kerala and what's interesting is just today I read an article in the Guardian about uh, Bollywood's sort of the casting couch thing in Bollywood and they mentioned this thing there about um, Dilip mm, and right. Manju Warrior and all that I think it's now slowly slowly boiling over now like I think we also will have that kind of renaissance yeah where people because, talk about it exactly because casting couch man has been coming in the papers for I feel like I've read about it for ages it's in the a papers. punchline yeah. for like ages now yeah and now it's like so it was so the article is very it's it's very long it's written by I'll tell you who's written by sorry Lena Geeta Regunath. It's a very long article, but I would suggest you read the the whole thing because it's mm. it is a, if you're interested in like Malayalam cinema, especially in Manju Warrior. Because I had never really watched anything with Manju Warrior before I read this article. Now I'm just obsessed with her films, man, because they're just mad. Some of the storylines. So and, a friend of mine <laughs> told me that one of the biggest producers and directors in Indian film industry, mm. like if he meets female uh, actresses who are like you know like vying for a role, mm. he calls them to, to his office and like does not wear pants. Just oh. like. Mm. Uh, it's just like with a shirt and like bottomless so I hope that this guy obviously like gets arrested for what he's doing yeah there's this video uh, of Tiska Chopra at a storytelling um, function mm. and she very clandestinely mentions a um, uh, a director who kind of uh, tried to make advances at her and kind of tries to uncover the um, sort of tricks that they use mm. they use outdoor shoots they make sure that the least amount of crew is uh, involved mm. and that's when they try and make their move so yeah it is it is I mean 
it's it's out there in the open. It's one of those open secrets where yeah. everybody so knows. But when it's gonna nobody. boil over, who knows? But in the yeah. Malayalam, like they've set up this women in cinema collective, which was like a huge thing mm. because there's like mm. a whole bunch of like uh, Malayalam uh, uh, female directors, writers, actresses. You mm. know, all these people just coming together and forming this collective to kind of. And re- last month, I think they've got. I can't remember what it is. They have. Like it was legitimized last month, you know. Okay. It was set up earlier in the year, but like last month, it's like an official body now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's a really cool article, and you should check it out. Hopefully, the link will be in the description. So, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. If our producer remembers, who's that? <laughs> Next up, we have a bus. Yeah, I'm uh, recommending a movie today. Uh, it's a Netflix original film. It's called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Oh <laughs> my God, what a title! <laughs> Out yep. of the depths of emo-ness. <laughs> yeah, straight emo. Yeah. It's what I think I would qualify as a dark comedy. The film, the main two stars of the film uh, is this actress called Melanie Linsky, who you might have seen in this HBO show called Togetherness. She's uh, worked a bit with the Duplass brothers. She's a very good actress. Mm. And Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood plays a uh, the ring guy yeah. um, so I'll try and break this down film to as as simply as I can uh, so Melanie Linsky plays a nurse who is kind of jaded with life she's having kind of a midlife crisis where she can't find meaning to her life uh, anywhere and she's come to the conclusion that everybody in this world is a selfish asshole there is mm. no one who will help you find yourself or the purpose in life and everything is basically gone to shit and while she's having this existential crisis her there is a burglary at her house and the only two, two things that are stolen from her house is her grandmother's cutlery and her laptop mm. um, she tries to go to the police but the police aren't really helpful uh, so, so it, it worsens her condition of uh, having the crisis and then uh, to add to that uh, in her neighborhood a new uh, neighbor moves in who's played by Elijah Wood and he's this really cocky heavy metal loving gym obsessed guy uh, who comes across as very cocky but he's actually just trying to put up that uh, image he's actually a really douchey guy so one night the events kick off when uh, melanie linsky's character is sitting at home late at night and the tracker of her laptop starts uh, going off on her mobile those apps that you see mm-hmm. where the laptop is and she comes to know where her stolen laptop is and she wants to go confront uh, whoever had sto- has stolen it mm. but nobody's coming to her rescue she goes to, the, goes to the police the police says it's too late at night for us to do anything she goes to the neighbors they also don't help so ultimately she has to go to the Elijah Wood character to mm. get him on board and they, they go and confront uh, this place now what happen, uh, happens when they reach this place would be going to a little bit of a spoilerific territory but basically what that event leads them on to a series of uh, the wrong people being in the wrong place at the wrong time mm. so there's this oddball couple of uh, this woman having an existential crisis this guy trying to be tough and they try and face uh, an underworld mafia dawn mm. and they just keep going into deeper trouble the more they, as the movie goes on so what struck me about the movie is that is that the tone and humor of the film keeps getting darker as the film goes along in the beginning you think it's going to be one of those odd screwball comedies but the climax is is pretty dark but it's still very engaging and uh, uh, thrilling to sit through so yeah check it out it's called i don't feel at home in this world anymore it's uh, it has some really funny 
moments i think both the actors give a very good performance especially elijah wood mm. in certain situations is very funny when he's it's kind of difficult to play someone who's trying to be tough right and and not actually the tough guy mm. so they do a really good job uh it's a very interesting film it's one of those films that barely stayed on my home page for half a day but then i was checking out elijah wood's wood's filmography so i came across it elijah wood elijah wood yeah <laughs> his twin brother who is very fond of uh food i guess <laughs> so yeah it's on netflix it's a netflix original it's called i don't feel at home in this world anymore very funny movie uh, has the potential to become a cult film let's okay. see i think elijah wood is a great actor though. Yeah. like he's been yeah. typecast as you we were saying as for he's what yeah. like 30 40 how old he must be old he's by for, now he was in his 30s when he was doing the hobbit films so i think he must be 36. close to his 40s yeah 36 36, 36 yeah so i love all elijah wood stories where he's uh, mistaken for daniel radcliffe <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he's even signed a couple of autographs as daniel is. radcliffe yeah <laughs> i saw i remember watching a very uh, old movie of his when he was a kid him, him and michael culkin Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. McKelly. Who is this McKelly? McKelly and Elijah Food together. Yeah, McKelly and Elijah Food were in this movie together. It's called The Good Son. <laughs> and just like McKelly is a bad kid who like wants to kill everybody in his family, and Elijah is that other kid who doesn't want to kill everybody. Nice Christmas movie. Yeah. One more called Hooligans. Have you watched Hooligans with uh, Charlie nope. Hunan and Hunan? <laughs> I said that wrong on purpose. <laughs> Charlie Hunan. Hunan. Chicken rice. <laughs> And Elijah Wood. All right, cool. I'll I'll go next. Uh, what I'm de- recommending today is a comedian called Tom Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is one of the funniest guys I've come across recently. I remember. like you know a lot of uh, my fellow comics who would sit in the green room and who have toured abroad would talk about him all the time like if they went to the french festival in edinburgh or they went to australia for the melbourne comedy festival they came back saying that this guy is just like so funny and he's been in the comedy scene for like years now and he essentially started around the early 90s used to have long hair and like just like would talk about again like pro marijuana bits and like you know like dissing on people very outlandish very outspoken mm. and the only reason is not as famous as bill hicks i say sometimes mm. because he hasn't died yet <laughs> you know you know like that that's part of like bilix uh, cult yeah. uh, however tom rhodes like he's done so much over his 20 or plus years of career where he's gone like he he hosted a night show on a dutch television channel Whoa. and uh, like basically he does not know any of the celebrities he's got like a rapper as a sidekick and and these guys are just like have no clue what's happening he's saying anything he wants he's dropping the f bombs he's, he's he's insulting them outright you know mm. like talking about the porn films they made before becoming famous actors and everything <laughs> totally taking their case that like he's wrecking them while hosting the night show mm. i think that's what sets him apart from a lot of comics is because he doesn't hold back and he's mm. never held back he's mm. even like been a travel show host and he's done all kinds of stuff he was one of those people who was there when comedy central was first forming you know right. and he had his own show on comedy central as well called the tom road show but like he's always been one of those guys who like you know i want to creatively keep on pushing my limits so one of the best that he does that aditi mittal told me is that he basically stands on the stage and pretends to be a teapot mm. and then they keep making a noise like the teapot boiling over and doesn't stop unless someone from the audience comes and taps him like as a means of shutting the teapot off right so oh, like there's some some weird stuff like that and and uh, you check him out he's on youtube and he has his own website as well so and he also has a documentary which he made himself on himself it's <laughs> like <laughs> really meta it's called there and back again mm. basically like you know documenting his own journey into like going 
away from the comedy scene in America and then coming back to the scene and somehow you know finding his own fold and own voice in the in the bargain it's not a real great documentary it's just like him kind of like stroking his own dick in a way oh, but like he's making obvious uh, reference to it hmm. like you know it's like kind of meta weirdness that makes him stand out hmm. but, so that, but do you think the, uh, the one of the reasons he didn't become as famous is because he didn't follow the, the conventional, tra- par- conventional yeah, trajectory yeah, yeah, of yeah, having yeah. specials and stuff exactly he, he's one of those guys who kind of defied that like okay. A lot of big comics, like even Chappelle, like really speaks highly of him. Okay. But the fact that he did not do the regular, you know, right. going to the late night shows and uh-huh. like be doing small bits and then building up to a special kind of thing, right. he just went away to another country altogether and right. posted there late night. <laughs> like, this, how absurd is that? So yeah, so his comedy also is on YouTube. Uh, he's he's written and done. He does musical bits. Does a lot of other stuff. So check him out. Called Tom Rhodes. Cool. So that's it from us uh, in the recommendation round. Let's do a roundup quickly. Alaga. I recommended Hamilton, uh, an American musical, the original soundtrack. Josh, I recommended an article called "The Second Coming" in the November edition of uh, Caravan, but you can access it on the website. Or buy the magazine from Josh. Uh, no, don't Since do that. Because I ain't gonna give it to you. <laughs> a uh, movie called "I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore." It's okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I recommended the comedy uh, stylings of Tom Rhodes. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be back uh, discussing our main topic for this show, for this episode. Hmm. So the shenanigans happening here We were like discussing How do we even approach the topic That we're trying to do And I was like You wanna go man You wanna go You wanna fight You wanna go So they were building up that With the soundtrack Uh Fighting, however, is like one of those key integral part of a film that, you know, a lot of people sometimes end up glossing over. Mm. So, you know, we, however, end up with all these great movies where fight choreography is given, you know, excruciatingly, uh, painstakingly detailed in terms of... Uh, some painstaking, how, some less so, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I think like, you know, if you say John Wick, hmm. like why it stood out from the whole like Taken and all these other regular comeback movies like Equalizer and all that. Hmm. It stands out because they gave the movie a unique style in terms of fight choreography. The guys who worked on The Matrix Revolutions and all these movies, they were the ones who were directing it and they were on the backseat entirely you know, training with Keanu and making him, uh, you know, get in shape and everything. So he practiced like five different art forms before he got into the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but if you go back in time and call out to the best action star ever, there's Jackie Chan. There's nobody else yeah. who came even close to like emulating kung fu in in cinema. So, but that's an interesting point because if you talk about see if you talk about like John Wick, mm-hmm. if you talk about Equilibrium. Or if you talk about dread, they're all like gun battles. Hmm. Yeah, they're not right. so much hand to hand. Like hand-to-hand John Wick, there is some hand to hand, but there's yeah. a lot of like shooting and fancy shooting, you know. Exactly. Versus so, so the point I'm trying to make, however, is that they gave attention to other art forms apart from the usual. Hmm. You know, it's easy to go and do the whole kung fu karate kind of thing, hmm. which was like 80s. Just basically, it's went not to easy to do that, man. No, it's easy to in terms of uh, repetition. Like people are used to kung fu, so let's do another kung fu battle. Right. right. On the other hand, they'll do something like a capoeira or something like that. A mm. art, for example, mm. which Raid is a great example of. Yeah. I don't know how many of you have you watched Raid. I've seen both films. Both films, no? Mm. I've seen the first one. 
first one again it's it's legendary the movie hmm. uh, if you don't know please check out dread it's a indonesian movie and uh, these guys who are uh, choreographing the movie with let me check their names it's the lead actor and the the baddie man yeah Uwes and uh, Yayan Ruhen yeah, yeah. who are also in the force awakens by the way yeah they, yeah, they, yeah, they were, yeah yeah but wasted in a yeah, way like, like there yeah but yeah because jj abrams i think is a fan of the yeah. movies hmm. so raid is one of those movie which uses this indonesian art form uh, martial arts form called uh, silat hmm. and it's very impactful very brutal and very like no no punches held back sort of thing hmm. and it's brutal as well alika do you enjoy action scenes in movies yeah but uh, i prefer the more comedic stuff because i'm not a massive fan of uh, fighting i like fighting hmm. but i like either a if it's something like sword fighting Okay. That's my uh, more. You like swords and sandals types. Sandals. I don't know where. Like gladiator. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like who's playing sandals each other? Yeah. Two two and yeah. Then you have to play. Three three hundred yeah. also qualifies as swords yeah. and sandals. Yeah. Three hundred. No. I thought if we were talking about sandals, it's like in the movie Coco, they're taking out a chappal and hitting. No, people. this is not like parliamentary session. <laughs> <laughs> it's not swords and sandals. No. Uh, I do like uh, sword fighting, swashbuckling, and I like comedic fighting. So that's why I, I enjoy. um action sequences like uh, Jackie Chan movies which have always this amazing comedic timing with his fighting like yeah. there'll be a little bout of fighting and then suddenly there'll be a comedic break as some some you know part of the landscape structure collapses and somebody mm. falls or mm. you know somebody takes a punchment for somebody else that or, or Jackie Chan goes to hospital for 6 months and then comes back and finishes that scene yeah. because he jumped like three stories oh, down oh poor jackie yeah man that guy is something else duncan master for example like mm. that movie made him really famous in america right. as the fight scene progressed he would get more drunker and then like do weird hijinks yeah. but like if you see he was the first one to like use end credit scenes as like a blooper reel for all his fight sequences right. where things went oh, down oh they were oh, the I best yeah so we were all wait for like even the armor of god and stuff like that because people always want to see what what goes on behind all that all that you know Could, to- all the mistakes yeah. and timing man like he would use a chair and like use it in such precise ways mm. but like he would obviously end up hitting himself five times in a row mm. yeah. so we'd see that in the blooper reel Yeah. It, it is crazy. To be fair, watching those blooper reels were like the highlight yeah, of watching yeah. the movie. Mm. When I think of action movies, though, uh, three standouts for me that like those that the golden trio of brawn over anything else, which is Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Willis oh, from oh, the eighties, oh, and uh, yeah. So okay. for me, action. I mean, I haven't seen that many kung fu movies. I actually started searching out kung fu movies after I saw Kill Bill, okay. because Kill Bill was my introduction to. Kung Fu. I hadn't really seen that much Kung Fu before, hmm. but no, very over the top sort of. Innovation. Yeah, but yeah. then uh, Kung. I mean, Kill Bill was supposed to be like hundreds of movie genres in one movie. So, hmm. but tell me something. Yeah, yeah. Does all your screens turn black and white when she starts killing those people in that club? Yeah, when she's going after Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I remember watching it in color though. Long back on Sony Pics or something. On Lucy, you're talking about Kill Bill One. Yeah. No, no, that doesn't is not uh, black and white. That's an Indian in the, channel trying to be yeah, no? censorship. No, yeah. it is. It does go black and white. It very goes briefly. black and white in the second one. It, it does it. Go black yeah. and no, white. No, so this when one she's taking about, out like, the ADHD. When she first, when the thing kicks off, it becomes black and white. Yeah, she like Charlie yeah. Brown go, and then like everything turns black and white, and, and then it's suddenly like fast. The camera is moving very. And the hands are being cut, and there's pouts of blood coming out, sort of. I need to watch it again. See. That's what's interesting. Like, um, if you ever watch like Leone westerns, hmm. like his action, there might not have been a lot of action because there were a lot of these gunfights. But there was a lot of build-up, yeah, intensity to that moment. Like hmm. you know, like the close-ups. So there's hmm. like with the raid, right? You have hmm. that sort of kung fu action, but you also have that sort of ceremonial build-up to that sort of break right. when the all the all the shit kicks off. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing, yeah. Know? So. 
I like that stuff but also I wanted to mention home alone man <laughs> like <laughs> right in time home alone because home alone so the logic of home alone action is it's very very jugaad very practical you see mm, yeah. and I love that kind of action like you'll see that kind of action even at the end of um, equalizer uh, skyfall actually yeah, the, yeah. the the bond film when mm. they're like in that last room and he uses all the nails and all that that I thought I was like I was watching home alone again you know, I'm James Bond <laughs> But um, I really like up. action sequences Mac- which grew up Mac- 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 <laughs> grew up to be born. Yeah. Um, but I like action sequences with, with that sort of practical element where they use maybe there's something um, in the like there's this wonderful sequence in Hollow Man if you've ever seen mm. it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where Kevin, you know where, where she's trapped in that um, uh, she's trapped in that no she's trapped in the freezer huh. and the door is this thing from the outside and then she takes the handle breaks it Wraps a wire like. around it and then she opens the door from inside you, creating an electromagnet uh, with a defibrillator. That's like MacGyvering your way out of something. Yeah, I yeah. like that kind of stuff, you know. And if you watch, um, uh, so that film is one. Definitely Assault on Precinct 13. That mm. is very sort of like, okay, they've they've only got these many resources. They're trapped in this one building. How are they going to get out kind of mm. thing? It becomes like a puzzle, you know. Even Indiana Jones is full of these kind of puzzles. Yeah, that's true. But then, uh, what what was the last really good action film that you saw? Because now, apart from the Fast and the Furious franchise, I don't really have any other. Bahubali. <laughs> of course. Really? I regret this immediately. So let's let's. I regret talk this about question on your behalf of Bas for asking him this. <laughs> let's let's talk about speed ramping. Anyone knows what speed ramping no, is? No, what is that? No. So you remember in Three Hundred where they do this thing where he's like fighting, but it's like in slow motion, and then yeah. it speeds up, and then it's yeah, in slow yeah, motion. Yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. So that is called. Speed ramping. So, apna Zack Snyder is the biggest. Apna. Uh, yeah. yeah. He he only. Apna Sawan, apna Zack Snyder. So apna. So he he is uh, he sort of uh, popularized it. But in South Indian cinema, man, there is yeah, so yeah, yeah, much yeah. of that. And also in South Indian cinema, there's less gun violence. You know, it's like kung yeah. fu, not kung fu, but it's like a lot Hiking. of hand to hand throwing people, physics defying yeah. stuff. But it's mostly hand to hand, like guns. So, and what all. was the origin of that? Like, if you watch a lot of South Indian movies, like, mm. do you remember the one point where one movie did it and then everybody was like, let's do so I so whatever I've been watching, hmm. there's a point where I can see there's a lot of wire work. So it, there's clearly like after Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came mm. because yeah. that film had so much wire work yeah. in it, and it looked fake, but it looked beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, it's graceful. It and was, I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's so weird. Michelle Yeoh is just running over. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's bizarre that they're running through the trees and they can like, yeah. they're so floaty and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but then it just works. I don't know somehow. But then you see th- there's a Even lot Matrix. of the, Matrix was like very again like out of the blue in terms of like flying bullet time. Yeah, bullet time. Yeah. Bullet, like, like slow motion after it's the been Matrix. Parodied like for ages now after that. Like yeah. since then. But that's what. So you have the Matrix, and mm. then you have like people like Zack Snyder who use slow motion so extensively in the sort of action sequences. And then you, South Indian cinema is just full of that. Mm. Like if you watch Magadira, which is uh, um, Rajamouli's film before Bahubali, mm. it has the sequence which looks like a direct cog from that 300 sequence. But mm. since then, people have sort of done variations. Like if you watch Puli Murugan, they have speed ramping in there, mm. but they do it completely different. And in the sense that this guy and what the common denominator in Bahubali and Pulimurgan is this is a guy called Peter Hainman hmm. Peter Hain who is this half Vietnamese half Tamil guy who does the action choreography for these films so in Bahubali there's a lot of speed ramping there as well so it's become now a staple of South Indian cinema and it again has this uh, raid quality in that you have that sort of build up to the break the when the violence sort of hits but then yeah. it's 
everything starts going like you know it's <laughs> physics defying arts so all in the air yeah. i also want to mention benny urkides here this is mm-hmm. the guy who been in a lot of jackie chan movies where he would be like you no know, like the main bad guy is a henchman mm-hmm. who is like very powerful in kung fu and everything and like he would give him a very hard time mm-hmm. so again you should watch some of these back uh, he was also used to, used to actually be a wrestler as well mm-hmm. so you should see like how in the in the blooper reels how they would like kind of uh, work with each other to make things happen it's really unique because these guys have like only one main main skill right mm. and they're using everything they have to bring the a game to the the fight sequence it's mm. qu- quite like unique to me because i have a best friend called kevin who would like trip on these like he would just like watch rob van dam and mm. and all these fight sequences mm. by the way did anybody else think rob van dam was on this, on wwe as well because they had, there no. was a van dam there as well there was a you're talking about john claude van dam yeah so rob. i thought i when i was younger i thought that he grew his hair out and became like, <laughs> WWE wrestler. It's just like so weird. Dude, but uh, Rob Van Dam is actually he's he's in hospital right now. He's uh, yeah, he might not rest, be able to wrestle again. He's because of his injuries. Okay. Yeah, just putting it in. Another Home Alone action sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Opening scene for the bang. Have What? you seen it? The no. first dabang. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The I first dabang where remember. they're like in that thing and there's oil and I ah. think it's a pastiche oh, yeah, stuff yeah, from yeah, like yeah, transporter, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a whole bunch of stuff. And they even spoof the Matrix in that when they <laughs> throw the the glass. So there, there, like you have that sort of practical thing, but at the same time you have a lot of sort of they've obviously maybe copied or referenced, but it works for me, man. And I know for dabang they spent two months just shooting the action sequences. There were five different action sequences in the film, hmm. and usually they you spend two months just to shoot a film, but for that film they spent two months just shooting the action. And now to end this topic I think we should bring up this great movie that happened in the 90s. Mm. It starred Akshay Kumar and Rekha and I think Mahima Chaudhary. Sabse bada khiladi. Ha international uh, khiladi. International khiladi. Okay. Where where they had a undertaker topple game. Yeah. <laughs> and that was when Akshay Kumar was like really booming yeah, into like this peak. the khiladi the the fighter kind of personality mm. and uh, and like there's some great scenes in there man Akshay like, really Kumar and Sunil Shetty were Ash Schwarzenegger in Stallone yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 And But still, like every time Sunil said he went down, somebody beat him up, and there was like, one ton of saliva coming out of his mouth. <laughs> That I don't miss. <laughs> no In Hollywood now, it's all like like before you had Transporter, right? Mm. Now you have John Wick, Jack Reacher, Taken. There are yeah. all these sort of like guys. Mm. I don't know some CIA, some ex-military. But you know what's the yeah. biggest problem with some of the Hollywood movies, and this happened again with the Iron Fist as well. Mm. Too much shaky cam. When when the yeah. choreography is not good, I hate that. I hate shaky cam, man. Same. And you know the only person who's done great shaky cam. The only movie that utilizes shaking cam and does a good job mm. is uh, Bone Ultimatum, the Bone series. Essentially, mm, yeah. they have a lot of shaking cam series, but they are actually hitting each other very impactfully. Mm. That's it. so. The one thing for I didn't mention, like with Jackie Chan, right? So there's this great video by uh, this guy who does every frame a painting. Yeah. And he does one video on Jackie Chan, and there's one bit in the video where he talks about how, like in Jackie Chan films, you actually see the impact of the punch. Like mm. in a lot of Hollywood films, they cut. On the right. impact, so yeah. it's like when they hit the cut happens there, and the next scene is when like the yeah the, 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 the sort of reaction yeah. the 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 fallback because a lot of like with sound or like even with with action or even special effects I would say like a lot of the impact comes from the other sort of uh, the reaction to it so like right. with the sound like a cannon or a gunshot right mm. you can have the sort of like in sound design you can have the gunshot sound be like really big and sound yeah, like a cannon yeah. but it depends on how it's bouncing off stuff like if it breaks glass or mm. if or with an explosion it's like all the rubble. and the rumble yeah, and sort yeah. of debris flying you know that gives it the impact it's all the like the actual explosion is not is doesn't give the impact it's all the reaction to it yeah, so, so even with the uh, physical impact that that sound has to be like very obvious otherwise like bishum bishum yeah that's <laughs> this is what happened that's what really games. bugs me but like like in some 
Kerala films, right? Malayalam films in the 90s, like the stories are so good, but when the action comes and it's supposed to be all realistic yeah. and hard, it's all dish, 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 dish. Dude, this is supposed to be like an emotional scene right now. <laughs> what? Who's beating each other in an emotional scene? There is, there's like, there's this one film I was watching where they bury this guy in like one of the buns on the side of a, of a, um, Highway. of paddy field. Okay. Like, and it's like, he's supposed to be like some martyr and all, but it's like a brutal killing. Like they all just like, they get him there and then they kill him and then they bury him alive kind of thing. But then in the fight, it's all like, dish, 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 and I'm like, man, this is supposed to be like a, like the sad flashback part. Man, he was buried alive later. Matt, he's have his fight sequences. Cool. So that brings us to the end of this discussion. Uh, we all have great fight uh, sequences to call out. Mm. What is yours, dear listener? Are you still with us? I hope you are. <laughs> and if you do uh, watch fight choreography and would like to give your two cents on what contributes to making a great fight scene, a physical combat fight scene, we mean, or swords and sandals, mm. uh, do let us know. And uh, for now, it's me, Naveen Narona, along with Aleka. Josh. Uh, Josh and Abbas, Abbas saying bye for now. Uh, Christmas season is here. We're going to have a very special episode Merry next week. Christmas. Yes, and this excitement is already boiling over. So let's see what happens in the near future. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us today, and uh, I guess, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.